Our culture might be telling you that your small daily choices don't matter, but every daily sip, bite, song, walk, prayer, chat, and snooze doesn't amount to nothing. It amounts to eternity. Welcome to the Daily Nothings Podcast. I'm your host, Courtney Roach. Let's dive into what our world thinks means nothing. Hi, everyone. It's me, Courtney Roach, on the mic, featuring... Megan Day on the mic. That's me. Hi. <laughs> there she is. We're back. I'm in my little closet again. My feet are touching the other side of the closet. <laughs> it's so small. You know, I hope that this site is like a relic site someday and that like <laughs> the Pope many years from now like comes and sees the closet where Courtney Roach recorded her podcast oh and was transformed. <laughs> In this little closet that was made with materials that are not as expensive as they charge me. <laughs> Crammed so, so much with materialism and clothing and shoes. It. I hope it's a relic site someday yeah. because I sure do spend a lot of time in here. That's so and funny. yeah, I just love it. But we're back. I haven't been recording in this closet, I feel like, in ages. Yeah. Really. It's been a long time. And when I was setting up, I was like, oh, I kind of miss this little folding table. Yeah. In this little tiny space. It's just my little my little safe space, you know. Yeah. So cute. <laughs> so we're back. It's the new year. Christmas is over. Seek has happened. What's seek? I'll explain it later. And Megan is, you know, Megan, what is up in the mom world? What is up being a mother? In 2023, what's the latest? How's it going? Honestly, it's going super well. I have, I just have the best baby ever. I ever. really do. I, I feel like my second baby <laughs> is going to be scary because Ellie must have taken all the good because yeah. she just, yeah. she's the sweetest little thing. And yes. yeah, motherhood is amazing. It's a sacrifice. But it's amazing. Yeah. So life is good over That's here so in good. mom land. That is so swell. What about wow. in Denver? How are things in Denver? Denver. Things are good in Denver. I'm back in Denver after what feels like an eternity. Um, life has been so nuts lately. And I got back and had three about two foot high piles of laundry to tackle. I started on Monday and it's Wednesday and there's still clothes running. And yeah. I've been the only occupant in that washer and dryer <laughs> for the last three days. So, I don't know. I think that's a sign on how I'm doing. Um, <laughs> Catching Do up. I have any groceries? Yeah. Do I have any groceries in the fridge? No, ma'am. Um, <laughs> is my plan for perfect excellence, exercising, and... I'm trying to choose another E word, but I can't think of one. Basically, that plan, that perfect, cute 2023 plan... Not necessarily going how I planned. Sure. Am I still being transformed? Sure thing. Yeah. Because Christ is in all things with me, his little daughter. But yeah, definitely like, I don't know, plan to like have my carpets vacuumed by now, you know, like, yeah. I don't know, something prepped. Yeah. Anything to really feel like a sleek 2023 queen. Um but traveling and going to seek and being home for Christmas and hosting a New Year's extravaganza, you know, it puts you behind on a few things. It and does. that's okay. It is. I'm here to live in reality and spread reality, you know? Yeah. So I am doing well. It is a weird day in Denver today. It's actually gray. I know. 
surprise. Oh. Oh, the sun so didn't sorry. come out to flirt with me this morning. <laughs> I know you're like, when? It is always gray here in the winter. So. Yes, yes. So it's like snowy and foggy and gross today and wet because um, it's still pretty warm. It's like 50, but mm. it was snowing this morning. I don't know. It yeah. doesn't really matter. Regardless, I'm doing well and just getting life together one step at a time, being easy on myself. That's what I'm trying to practice yeah. while also striving for excellence. So, yeah. Oh, well, I'm just, you know, I'm so glad we're doing dandy, Megan. Speaking of doing dandy, yeah. I figured, actually, you figured as my good little producer that you are, <laughs> that let's start... This new year, you know, I know it's week two, week three. I mean, it's January 11th right now. We're yeah. in there. We're in the pocket of January. Um, let's start it off with some fun reviews from our sweet, sweet supporters of the Daily Nothings. Yeah. Y'all just keep on growing. And Megan was like, why don't we share some cute reviews from their cute mouths that they've put on cute Apple Music? Yeah. I mean, podcasts, you know? Um, why not? So without further ado, Megan, I'd love for you to share the one that you selected because it's just so darling. Yes, it's so sweet. This is from Michaela in Arizona. I'm just going to read love her it. review. Wild she West, says, IPKA. <laughs> she says, holy guacamole, have I been loving this podcast. I'm a pretty picky person when it comes to podcasts, but this one has quickly become a favorite. Courtney has Hoorah. a great voice, is a fantastic storyteller, is hilarious, and incredibly relatable. But most oh, importantly, <laughs> spits the hard truths about life and love and God in a way both convicting and loving. Somehow, a few minutes in, she felt like a sister and I didn't know that I didn't know I needed. And I look forward to every episode from her. Tune in to have a fire lit under your butt and for a guaranteed giggle along the way. <laughs> Well, tickle me pink. So sweet. And I, yeah, That's I just so loved kind. it so much. So thank you, Michaela, for yeah, your review. Thank you, Michaela. That is so freaking kind. I also like it's cool when you have the desire to like be something in a podcast. And I feel like she explained it so well yeah. in like the approachability that I hope to have, the giggles, but also the major conviction. Yeah. I want to like punch you guys in the face with truth at the same time as like slap you and like slap your knee with like a little yes, giggle, you exactly. know. Exactly. So thank you, Michaela. You're so sweet. Arizona is my favorite state in the country. So points for you. Okay. You have one too, um, right, Courtney? I do. I do. I do. And this one is titled, I didn't expect to love this so much by its flow. And she gave me five stars. Quit it. I mean, <laughs> come on. I'm blushing. So she said, once again with the holy, I love the holy, holy, holy. We got a holy moly, am I picky about podcasts? Audio has to be good. Voice has to be smooth. Topics need to be worthwhile. I follow Courtney on the gram and her excitement and passion for this pod inspired the heck out of me and made me curious enough to listen a couple minutes into episode one i'm already laughing and absolutely hooked she's a fantastic storyteller and you get so drawn in and don't know what's going to happen next jaw dropped six minutes and 40 seconds into episode one if you know you know what you get out of listening to the daily nothings bestie in your pocket 10 out of 10 laughs thoughtful without being arrogant or banal 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 B-A-N-L. How do you say that, Megan? I don't know. Banal. Banal? Wow. Well, sure. Who Who passed English class? Apparently not us. <laughs> not us. Flo, you are well written. <laughs> <laughs> Thoughtful without being arrogant or banal. I think that's right. I think that's Conversation. 
Yeah, sure. Became one of three potties I listened to regularly. One of three potties I listened to regularly without only t- with only two episodes out. That's a good pod. I really want you to listen to it too. Thanks, it's flow. When she oh, said three sweet. potties and I stuttered over my words, all I could think of was the TikTok song that's like body yaddy 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 yaddy. Oh, yes. <laughs> so I was thinking potty yaddy yaddy yaddy. <laughs> And McLaren and I also will be like with Protestants. Potty, yaddy, yaddy, oh yaddy, my yaddy, gosh, yaddy. that's so funny. Uh, or the body of Christ. Gotta go. Yes. Gotta go get that body, yaddy, oh yaddy, yaddy, yaddy. I gotta stop. Someone put me away. I need a different closet to be locked up in. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny. Oh my stars. Wow. So I love that fun. I don't get any like hate mail or like critiques. I'm sure Not it'll yet. come. I'm sure it will. But like <laughs> if you have something to say about my humor, you should share so I cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> People really always said, reviews, you know, Court, no. you you just you tend to take it a little too far, <laughs> like my close friends, and I'm like, but that's what's fun, you no, know? It is. I I mean, what is that's too what I'm far? Here for. I hope it's what our listeners are here for. Yeah, as well. the limit does not exist, no. as <laughs> sweet Katie Herring once said. Or I don't even know if she says that. Whatever, we're not going down that rabbit hole. We brought those we brought those reviews up, friends, because. We want you to share a review, okay? We do. I met so many of you, your cutie little faces at Seek, more than I thought. Like, I see the numbers. I realize how many listeners we have. But, like, I felt like, I felt like, who did I feel like? I, I felt like, (laughs) like. (laughs) What are you going to (laughs) say? I don't know, like a star actor in Twilight or something. Like yeah. I felt, I felt like Taylor Lautner, two thousand nine. Like oh, I felt, <laughs> I felt amazing, and you guys made me feel so cool. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sitting in my closet on the floor with greasy hair and a freaking like hospital foldable table on the floor of my closet (laughs) recording these and y'all are losing your minds about this podcast and I love it I feel so loved and I'm so so thankful like yeah all joking aside all Taylor Lautner comments aside I truly like I cannot believe it the Lord really really convicted me of like wow this is my mission right now like I left my job last year like, no, I have to write a book. I have to write a book. This is what he wants me to do. And I had such conviction of it and I could so clearly see it. And that will still be there. I've mentioned it a few times. I haven't shared explicitly what it's about. And I'm still convicted that I need to write a book. But it is so cool how the Lord has just like gently guided me into this role of having this podcast with Megan. Yeah. Because it is like very, very, very clearly like what the Lord is calling us to do like this is our current mission um and like how it's meeting y'all where you're at is really blowing my mind so if you've been impacted like please subscribe to this podcast turn on notifications but also like share it with people encourage them to do the same and share reviews because that is going to help me like truly that is like the podcast algorithm that's going to help me grow even further and give us like the broad like broadband or broad broadcast whatever the abilities to Mm -hmm. hit a really broad audience i want this podcast to be something that's so like silly goose approachable to any human being on earth i want to hit the masses but it's also totally like catholic but like approachable catholic and i know that can happen because father mike schmitz has now hit 
top podcast, like what, third yeah. year in a row? Yeah. With Bible in the year and now the catechism in the year. Like yeah. that is so explicitly Catholic. People want truth. Yes. And amen. what is truth? The Catholic Church. So let's let's just do it, y'all. Please, 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 please leave a review. I love an Instagram story share. Those are so fun. Like, give me the followers. Yes. But, like, I don't really care about that as much. <laughs> yeah. I want this podcast to be spread because, yeah, it is It is working. The Lord is working in it very much so in my little silly jokes that he might shake his head at. So I need to pray with that. Anyway, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yes. Please, please, please do so. So, yes. Thank anyway, you, everyone, so fun. Without yeah. further ado, so, our topic without today. Without further ado, <laughs> Megan, from one to 10, rate your seek FOMO. I mean, probably 10. <laughs> I was All like, the way up there. I mean, probably. I like, yeah. I knew I would have it. But I think especially when you were talking about meeting so many of our listeners, I was like, oh, yeah, I just wish I was standing next to you for every single one of those encounters. It made me so proud and so excited. And I'm like, okay, next year, our podcast is going to be a big girl podcast and we're going to be at Seek. It's going to be a big girl podcast. We're going to meet everyone. And I really hope to be there next year. But it sounded amazing. I hope so, too. And it was I'm excited so fun. to hear more about your experience at Seek. Yes. So first off, what is Seek? Some of you, yeah, don't know what Seek is, and that's totally cool. I didn't know what Seek was when I first went. I vaguely talked about it because I was on the Seek podcast a few mm-hmm. weeks back. Um, and yeah, Seek is a conference held by Focus, which is the Fellowship of Catholic University Students. Focus is the missions organization that I worked for for three years and is the missions organization that was on my campus at IUPUI that really helped me yeah, get into the Catholic Church Um not only get in by get into, I mean like get interested in, get physically in, but also like convert and become Catholic. They were a really great accompaniment along that journey. Mm -hmm. And they are the ministry that also led Megan and I to become friends in college through Mm -hmm. Bible studies and intentional formation. So Focus has a very special place in my heart and they always hold a conference in January or February. It's been a little messy the last few years with COVID. Um, Now it's much more consistently January now that we're on the other side of COVID, hopefully. And um, yeah, Seek is where I first encountered Christ in a really massive way when I was a little teeny bopper freshman in college and yeah just got to really encounter Christ through Seek and back then I mean when I first went I feel like there were maybe like seven eight thousand people that went I mean I don't know if you remember Megan but I don't it was someone smaller but yeah yeah someone on the focus events team that might be listening to this is like Courtney how could you not know those stats you're a loser but I don't know them I'm sorry that was not in my field of work and it was around that. Like, it was still large. It was still like, whoa, this is nuts. But we could never go back to the Gaylord Opryland in Nashville and fit Seek there ever again um, because we've grown so much. And so yeah. Seek is this big conference. If you're Protestant listening to this, it's a lot like, um, oh, my gosh, what's it called? It's like Passion, the Passion Conference. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it's a lot like Passion, but the Catholic version of it. And this year we had Seek in St. Louis, Missouri. There were over 17,000 people there. And it's kind of like an age range, mainly college students, but it starts in college student age and then it goes all the way up to like 
older elderly parishioners that yeah. are in their 80s that yeah. are coming to learn and be transformed by um, speakers and honestly just like the power and witness that is Seek. Like imagine 17,000 people 8.30 in the morning kneeling in complete silence in front of the Eucharist being the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Christ on the altar that Pope John Paul II celebrated mass on yeah. when he came to St. Louis himself. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. Chills. That's absolutely insane. That'll make you cry just thinking about it. And so, yeah, that's Seek. Seek was 17,000 people all together. There's amazing speakers that come like Emily Wilson, Father Mike, Sch- Father Mike Schmitz, mm-hmm. um, Sister Miriam James Heinland, like so many amazing speakers that come. Sister Bethany Madonna, they all come and they give these amazing keynotes. There's different breakout sessions. There's so many different topics that you can learn about and dive into. Um, and that was Seek. And I got to go as a Seek partner with some other um, Catholic social media influencers and yeah, just be at Seek. And I got to work with West Coast Catholic at their booth. That's where I met so many of you and sell some of West Coast Catholic products in in front of people. Or what's the word that I'm looking for? In real time, basically. You don't have to buy it online. It was actually in person. That's the word, in in person. And it was amazing. And honestly, I went into Seek. I, I, I mean, in all reality, I wouldn't have really consciously known this. Like I was kind of unaware of the fact that I was going into Seek in this way, but like looking back at it, I definitely was going into Seek this way. And that was that I was really looking forward to the social aspect of Seek more than anything, which is kind of sad. Um, yeah. But yeah, also I makes was, sense because you know yeah. so many people that go to this conference. Yeah. So I, I yeah. understand why that was kind of like front of mind. Right, exactly. And Seek hasn't been in person, gosh, in two years now. Um, And the last Seek was SLS, which is a different conference that, or not conference, but just like a different, a whole different can of worms um, that Focus doesn't have anymore. Now it's only Seek. So for really getting legit here, Seek hasn't happened since it was in Indianapolis. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. (laughs) That's crazy. Wow. Technically. If we're getting technical here, which means that I wouldn't have even been a missionary yet. So that's yeah. just nuts. Um, wow. That's like back when you were on your dating fast with Jake. That's it crazy. Was. Yeah. Crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> um, anyway, side note. So, yeah, I was just like very much aware of like the social aspect of it, how many people I was going to see, planning my outfits, making sure that I look good. The focus dating scene is literally the most overwhelming thing I've ever ever known or been a part of if that's aggressive <laughs> i'm sorry that's the truth yeah. it is so intense there's just this like intense um electricity in the air about oh am i gonna find my future spouse like there's so many jokes yeah. of like yeah i gotta find my future spouse at seek but also i understand why because dating apps are atrocious so yeah. it's like why not try to meet someone if there's seventeen thousand young adults in one spot all mm-hmm. worshiping the lord together why wouldn't you dip of your course. toe into the dating pool of course duh like yeah. it's way less scary that way did i successfully do that not a chance i was way too busy but <laughs> yeah, i yeah. i planned my outfits as though i was gonna fall in love and so that was stressful I 
you know, I mean, it was like we're packing on New Year's Day. Southwest is still dealing with cancellations. I'm praying to the good Lord that I just make it there. I'm way more wrapped up in anything along those lines rather than actually being transformed by Christ and what he could be up to when I come in to seek. And there was a little bit of arrogance there, too, because it was my ninth focus conference between them being virtual and SLS and seek. Like it was my ninth time hearing similar content, listening to similar keynotes, regardless of the location or vibe of it. It was all like I'm just kind of thinking I'm not good. It's not like I'm too good for this situation, but I'm like, yeah, I I most likely will have heard some of the content. And that is true. Like I had already heard some of the content that was shared. That's natural. Um, There's nothing like your first seek experience. So it was going to be different. But yeah, the Lord humbled me very quickly. And it all started really with Father Mike Schmidt's talk. Um, He gave a keynote and he always just prepares his keynotes so well. And I always know that it's going to be prepared really well because one of my old teammates, Seha, when I was in um, Wisconsin at the University of Wisconsin-Madison, he was really good friends with Father Mike Schmitz because he went to Duluth. Mm -hmm. And he always talked about how much time he would spend weekly just prepping his homilies, like how much active prayer he would put in the simplest of things. And I think that that's why he's penetrated so many hearts with his words um, and his homilies that people listen to and his podcast weekly. So it's just like, yeah, I always know that it's going to be really good. But some of the things that really blew my mind, um, I actually made an Instagram reel about and some of you might have seen many of you were there. So this is just going to be a fun review for you. Um, But he really talked about like how Christ loves us as we are, but do we love Christ as he is, which is Lord of all, which is King of the universe, Mm. like creator of all things. Um, And yeah, the, the, the phrase that really got me when I was reviewing my notes was who's made in the image of whom here, like Mm. yeah, Christ, Christ made me in the image of him. That is truth. We know that so many of us know that, but I act daily as though, yeah, Christ is made in the image of me like Mm -hmm. I made Jesus in the image of myself um turning it around of like no I love myself more than I love Jesus I love my priorities I love what I want to do above all else it's about me and so I have made Jesus to be the version of him that I expect him to be and I was like making a list too of like okay so what is the version of God that I've created? Like, who is this make your own Lord situation? You know, I don't know if you guys ever played my scene growing up. It's um, a website game. Megan, did you grow up playing that? I don't think so. It sounds familiar, but I don't think I played it. It's my scene, my scene. You know what I mean? It's my scene. Yes, I can hear that. Okay, you were just a Club Penguin, like, total yeah, dork, you know so me. I understand. <laughs> My scene, you could create the girl from scratch. It was whoever you wanted her to be. It was whatever house you wanted to live in. Kind of like Sims, but, like, girlier, you know? Yeah, that makes sense. So what is my scene? What is my version of Christ <laughs> <laughs> that I have created here? And um, one that I underlined, some of them are a little bit too personal and on your beeswax, but, like, this one really got me and it said one I wrote one that is okay with me not talking to him for months on end Mm. like my lord is okay with me not talking to him for months on end um I can't see him so he can't see me 
this mm-hmm. like stubborn childlike behavior. Um, yeah. And it was just like this very overwhelming, like reality check once again with that term of like, okay, fine. Like I've created a Lord that doesn't care that much about me. He's merciful. He's okay with things like just cutting small corners. Um, me being just like a little immodest, me just drinking maybe a little bit too much, me swearing just a little more than I should for the sake of a laugh. Um, me not going to daily mass because he's fine with it, you know, mm-hmm. like just a very like average God, an yeah. average Lord. That's okay with average Courtney mm-hmm. because he's merciful. He gets it. He understands. He loves Okay, sis, really? That is so boring. <laughs> and like, I feel like that is the issue with everything. Like, Father yeah. Mike hit on an issue that hits everything. It hits on, like, from the beginning, the Catholic Church was founded by Jesus Christ with St. Peter when Jesus ascended into heaven. Like, yeah. and that is truth. Mm-hmm. And since that point, we've taken Jesus and made him who he want, who we want him to be. Yeah. I always say, like, I don't want salad bar Christianity yeah. where, like, you walk through the salad bar and you're like, I like tomatoes, but, like, I prefer sautéed and caramelized onions, not raw onions. So no onions for me. Mm-hmm. Um, those peas look ancient and a little brown. So no thank you. But I love a radish. Let's take a radish. <laughs> extra croutons Mm -hmm. tons of cheese and blue cheese dressing don't judge me for that um (laughs) shredded carrots not whole carrots that's too much work and then i'll take a filet mignon to top it (laughs) off with but like any other meat bye like it's just like a salad bar christian is something that literally sets my panties on fire (laughs) i can't deal with it And that is like something that I used to always like laugh about and joke about. How much did I use that term when leading Bible studies and giving talks in college, Megan? Oh yeah, I mean all the time. It's so relatable. Everyone can relate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I am that girl now. How did I get there? Yeah. How did I get there? And it's like I'm so grateful that I'm having these realizations because I think that when you're in ministry, it's like, oh, there's no way that I'll ever get back to that. But, like, I have now left, like, an active missionary position, right? And I, as we all know, have I've been talking about this since I started this podcast, am living this life. And I'm single and I'm figuring out so much in my life. But it's like, okay, yeah, I'm totally living a bit of a salad bar Christianity vibe. And that is why there are so many different churches. That is why there are so many different religions. That is why there are so many different exceptions. That is why there's relativism and the whole concept of, oh, that's your problem, not mine. You, I totally respect that. Whatever you want to do, that's totally okay. But I believe this. Like all of that comes back to who's made in the image of whom here. Mm. And plain and simple, you were made in the image of him, not vice versa. Yeah. That's it. Like, when if you really close your eyes for a minute and actually meditate on that truthful phrase that Father Mike Schmitz shared with us of Jesus looking at you, saying your name gently, gentle, gentle, gentle tears, happy tears in his eyes, And he's there, he's been there, he's never left. And him looking at you and saying, Courtney, I accept you as you are every day. 
will you please accept me as I am? Mm-hmm. Like that, that should change everything. Yeah. It literally makes me want to cry because Aww. it's like, it's just crazy. Like, yeah. all he wants you to do is just accept him as he is. He's done everything for you. That's the least you could do. Mm. Is just accept him as he is, which is Lord of all. He created every aspect of you and you do what you want in return. Mm. And you put titles on him in return. Yeah. Wow. So that's what started the wake up call <laughs> at Seek. <laughs> There's more. That's not the whole podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just like, yeah, the Lord is, oh, he's so good. Yeah. He's yeah, so good. So, and that's such a good image. Thank you. For, I, I don't know. Like I closed my eyes and walked through that with you and it's just, just an overwhelming amount of peace. I feel like filled yeah. my heart and hopefully that's the same for all our, all of our listeners because that was just a really beautiful little image praise god i'm really glad that that happened because also when i was reviewing this with megan i was like yeah i feel like what father mike schmitz hit on here is really like what started a lot of the mission of the daily nothings yeah um of like the whole like oh it doesn't really matter yeah oh it's nothing um yeah you can cut corners a little bit it's not that big of a deal yeah that comment was a little relativistic but like we all do it sometimes, says it's fine, you know? Right. And I still, as I'm actively living in this mission of this podcast, I'm still living in that vagueness of like, oh, it's okay. Because like, we that's what you do. It's socially acceptable. Right. But I think that like what the, the power of conferences like Seek does is it, it really does reconvict you of like, no, there's actually not time to waste here. Um, yeah. There's just not. And I'm going to fail. I'm going to be soft, but I also want to actively be like uh, bothered by my soft nature, mm. and I want to be more of a hard ass for the gospel. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I want to have a firm role, and I want to be rooted in the teachings of the church, and so rooted in scripture, and just better in all things. And then it gets overwhelming, and you're like, I can't do this. But <laughs> <laughs> so the conviction is there, people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The tears are there if you tap into them, but if you choose not to, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is what I've been doing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we'll get to that later. Anyway, so, um, yeah, moving right along, like, yeah, I think that with Father Mike Schmidt's talk, like, I was definitely, I was, I was woken up. Yeah. I became woke, if you will. Um, (laughs) (laughs) and I was just like, okay, I, I have a lot to learn here. There's a lot more that I need to unpack than I realized. Um, and like, yeah, the Lord just kind of like, I don't know he led me to the right people to talk to and like I don't know stirred things in my heart throughout seek of like oh that conversation brought up this memory and Mm -hmm. I'm wounded there well yeah Mm -hmm. definitely I need to tap into that do I want to in front of 17,000 no better place you know we might as well so everyone else is crying in a corner of a convention center let's get into it seek's also a very joyful place I'm just a melancholic extrovert so here we are (laughs) and so yeah that leads me to the two lovely ladies that are Heather Kim and Sister Miriam James. And yeah, they filleted me alive and it was so much fun. 
<laughs> I had a blast. <laughs> um, oh my gosh. Yeah, it started with like, okay, I am come hell or high water going to Heather Kim's talk on the personality of Jesus Christ. I know that I need to hear it because yeah. my personality understanding of him is clearly off yeah. based off of what came up during Father Mike Schmidt's talk and prayer after. Um, and so I need to be reminded of truth here and I need someone to help me see that truth. And that yeah. is the power of listening to a wise woman speak. Yeah. And so I go and she's talking and she specifically brings up one example of St. P- Saint Peter, who is my man, my Bible crush, always has been. And yeah, he's just so, so, so relatable. So many people can say that. And I'm so grateful that he was the first pope. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. He denies Christ three times, right? The Lord is going through the passion, death, and resurrection of Jesus. <laughs> Jesus is going through this <laughs> as himself. Yeah. And who's a theologian here? Not me. <laughs> but... Yes, Heather Kim is talking about how St. Peter denies Christ three times. And what does he do right after that? He goes fishing. Why? Because that's what he knows how to do. And how often do we do that? How often do we deny Christ? Do we majorly sin? Do we fall in something habitual? Do we hate ourselves? And we just go back to what we know. So for me, what would that be? That would be spending money. That would be drinking too much. That would be swearing because it's fun that would Mm be honestly just hiding in the basement of my home in marion indiana because it's safe there um and watching television all day um that would be instagram reels and escaping instantly at at all moments of every moment of every day like when we deny christ we go back to what we know we go back to what we're good at yeah and back then fishing was the thing so he goes Mm -hmm. fishing and jesus comes to him there where he is comfortable And he says the same thing that he said to Peter when he first encountered Peter. And this is paraphrasing, obviously, but I'm also using Heather Kim's words of paraphrasing. And Jesus says, catch anything? And instantly it's like Peter is shook to the core, right? And he's Mm -hmm. like, oh my gosh, I know that voice. That is my Lord. That is what he said to me when I first encountered him. That is what he said to me when he first transformed my life. How many times have we experienced that? We're in the slumps. We are, I mean, fishing doesn't seem like it's really an in the slumps activity, but also Peter sinned a lot in fishing. We know that from the chosen. And Mm -hmm. so how many times though, have you been doing something and you're back in that habit and then you hear Christ's voice and you're like, whoa, am I ready to go back to him? Am I going to like, he's already here. Hold up. I thought mercy took longer. I thought that there was a five to seven day waiting period for my shipment (laughs) of mercy to arrive. No, it's pretty instant if you let it be. And instantly, what does Peter do in that moment when he said, when he hears catch anything, he puts his clothes on, he covers himself just like Adam did in the garden when the Lord sees Adam and he sees him in his like real state, which was sin. Right. Yeah. So Peter covers himself he sees Christ and he jumps in and he gets in the water and Heather made a good point of like, I wonder why he got covered up because yeah, 
it's so much harder to swim with clothes on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he did. And I think that that's a beautiful um, image because it's like he's swimming. And when you're swimming, you're like bogged down by clothes when you're swimming in clothes. Right. I don't know how many of us have actually done that. But like I'm sure at one point you can think about a time that you're like in water in clothes. And it's like the weight of your clothes makes it so much more difficult. You don't want to lose what you're wearing. It could fall off with the weight of the water. Mm-hmm. Like there's just a lot going on. It's a lot more difficult. And she, Heather Kim goes, yeah, I instantly just like, I naturally view Christ as the man that's standing on the shore, arms crossed, merciful love in his eyes, saying, you denied me. Please come to me. I'm here. I'm ready to give you my mercy. I'm here to love you. But you have to swim to me. You have to do your penance. You have to come to me fully and get to shore because that's how this works. You already suffered. I want you to suffer a little bit more. And then I'm there. And I will hug you when you get to shore, but you have to do this. You have to get to me because you denied me. You did the worst thing in the worst moment when I really needed you. But I'm here when you're ready. Just get to the shore. I know you're struggling. I'm just going to watch you struggle and then I'll be here. And I was like, yes, completely. That's exactly how I view my Lord. Yeah, that's entirely correct. But she was like, this is so false. Jesus sees Peter, says, catch anything. Peter turns around while he's putting his clothes on. Jesus is already in the water. Jesus is already starting to swim. He said, we're not walking today on the water. We're going the hard way with you because that's how you're coming. Mm. And Peter gets in the water too and they swim to each other and then they embrace in the water and they're both sobbing and they're both so wet and they're just loving each other and they're just there. And Jesus is in there and he's sobbing and he's loving him and he's meeting him completely in the trenches with him, loving him and embracing him. And I was like, woof, 3,000. That is completely (laughs) me. Yeah. Like, I am so hard on myself. The self-sabotage that I live in is thick as molasses. Yeah. And I think that I deserve for my Lord to wait there for me to suffer and take as long as I'm going to take to get to shore to get back to him. Yeah. Because he's got all the time in the world. And so I take that and I'm continuing to pray with it in the same night as Sister Miriam's keynote just a few hours later. And I get there and I'm so excited because this woman, I don't know if you've ever heard her speak live, but... um. If you have no idea who this woman is, if you're like, Courtney, you're talking about a nun. What are you talking about? Yeah. Please look her up. Okay. Yeah. Sister Miriam. M-I-R-I-A-M. Okay. <laughs> if you just type in <laughs> Sister Miriam Catholic, she'll pop up. Yeah. She is an icon. She will be a canonized saint. She will be in heaven praying for all of us when she passes. Yeah. She knows Jesus in a way that is so absolutely intoxicating it makes me want to fall yeah. over it yeah. is so good and so she good. always starts her keynotes at least for the last few years at focus conferences she has asked everyone to stand be quiet which focus conferences it's beautiful we can go from yeah. screaming hooting and hollering to absolute silence in a half a second it's so beautiful so everyone stands we're completely silent and she asks everyone to put their hand on their heart and just take a few deep breaths and feel the life in their heart And just Mm -hmm. feel the present moment and really take a moment to think about where you're really at. And I'm just thinking about like, I am completely like unaware of who, who my Lord is and how much he loves me. Like my, my ideal of that is just off. Um, and I want to be reminded of truth and yeah, she instantly just starts talking about, um, that it is good that I exist and the difference between 
the Song of Songs and the Song of Sirens, right? And so the Song of Songs is a book in the Bible. We all know this. The Song of Songs is an extremely romantic book in the Bible. It's this, um, it's like a love letter from yeah. Jesus, you know? Yeah. Um, it's a great way to be reconvicted of his love for us. And it's beautiful. It's, it's the most beautiful words that you can really pray with from the Lord um, in living scripture, living word. And yeah. that compared to the Song of Sirens, which um, I didn't know what a siren was. I'm not one for old literature. I wish I was. Mm-hmm. I wish I was that cool, but I'm not. And <laughs> she talks about how in the Odyssey, the iconic novel, I believe. Mm-hmm. Is that a novel? Sure. Yeah. Um the Odyssey, there is the Song of Sirens, and a siren is like a mermaid. If you need a visual, it is the mermaid that's on the front of the Starbucks logo. Mm-hmm. And it is like this mermaid that's sitting on the shore and she's singing the song of siren. And it's so beautiful and intoxicating and obsessive that all of the sailors that are in their boats are swimming to shore because they're completely drawn in by her. And then it's so overwhelming that they end up crashing their boats into rocks and jumping out of their ships and drowning. Yeah. And they never make it to shore. And she compared that to the world and how... It's so intoxicating. It's so obsessive. It's so addicting that we just keep on listening to it. And it actually causes us to never get to shore. And that shore is heaven, right? Mm, Yeah. And yeah, like I was just like, it's so crazy because with so many speakers, I like remember everything like verbatim. I mean, not really, but like kind of, you know, like you could walk through a talk pretty well. But with Sister Miriam, almost every single time, I can't remember anything that she said. I just remember what Jesus did. (laughs) And I think that she asks for that grace, if I had to guess, because that's a beautiful grace. It completely removes her from the situation. It's like the ultimate act of humility. And Jesus is just like there, you know, she just like brings him to the room. So as a great pal in love. It's so amazing. And so I'm just instantly thinking and I'm like, dang, okay, well, this is clear as day. I think, (laughs) I think that this is what the Lord is saying to me right now. I think that he is telling me what my song of siren is and how I've almost completely removed any chance for a song of songs to come in because the song of siren is like full blast max audio, completely breaking my speaker system in my jeep level volume like it is so high and that song of siren in my life is self-sabotage it's self-hatred it is self-negativity and yeah i i thought about it and i was like yeah i am going to share this in my podcast because i think that a lot more of us have those negative thoughts than we really assess and i hope i'm surprising some of you right now because yeah you're probably like courtney no you're like the bubbly joyful podcast host yeah like you're a goofy goober that loves jesus and has a poetic heart yeah. i mean that's how i describe myself <laughs> <laughs> but like in reality i am also full of this real deep negativity about myself and confusion in my dating life confusion in like the lord's love for me my anxiety being through the roof my confusion in so much of like each day you know like just hating on myself really intense stuff and it's not like i'm suicidal or anything so i don't want like my parents listening to this to be like oh my gosh courtney are you all right yes thank (laughs) god i am um but yeah yeah it's just like very clearly like satan trying to pull me away from christ 
Yeah. And just really sit in that you completely suck. You peaked and it's all downhill from here. It's all a fake show Mm -hmm. and you'll never be good enough. And you're going to just continue putting on a show until you die. And then you might be good enough to get into purgatory. We'll see when that day comes. Yeah. And like just evil, 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 messy, gross thoughts that I never really say out loud. And then I go to therapy and my therapist asks me to say them out loud. And I sob because I'm like, that's the ugliest, (laughs) most disgusting lack of truth I've ever, ever said out loud. It's so clearly demonic and not me. And there are so many demons just flying around trying to get us to hate ourselves, screaming the song of sirens, whatever yours may be. Yeah. Every day. And we just give in to them every single day and live in them every single day. And it impacts absolutely everything. Mm. And when in reality, we need to be so much more aware of the song of songs. And I was listening to um, a voice memo that my friend Jane took of the talk. And it's like a super like muffled echoey audio um yeah that she just like texted to a friend when we were at seek and she sent it to me because at the end of sister miriam's talk um she was reading a quote from pope benedict and she got so severely choked up that she could barely like stand up she was just like leaning on the podium yeah sobbing and reading these words from pope benedict um and yeah, it was just like all about the truth of how much it is good that we are that we exist and how powerful the Song of Songs is and how it will always win. And that's not a direct quote yeah. from Pope Benedict. That was where kind of her words at the end of it. And yeah. Um yeah, she closed out in just praying for us, which is always her move, I feel like, because yeah. then she just like walks off when she says amen and like doesn't get any of the praise. She's so humble, I cannot handle so it. So humble, I know. I would be like, yes, more, give me more. <laughs> like, I have so much work to do. Um, God bless America. Anyway, I she was praying with us and I just very clearly had this image that I want to share with you all. And she just like, yeah, she was praying with us and... She was just like, I invite you to really think about what that song of siren is that's in your heart right now. The one that's kind of been like up on your heart, like in your mind throughout this whole talk. And I want you to bring it to Jesus and say it out loud. And so I did. Yeah. And then um, she was like, and now I want you to hear the song of songs that he is trying to say to you. And I just very clearly for the first time in a while saw Jesus running to me with this like, passion, zeal, frustration, love above all, tears in his eyes, always. My gentle love and savior always has tears in his eyes Mm. for me. Um, And he just goes, I could never forget you. And I just lost it completely. Um, Wow. And that is the song of songs that he is screaming to me. And I'm sure to many of you that resonates, but there's, there is a song of songs that he is screaming to you daily. And by screaming, that sounds a little aggressive, aggressive. I should say loudly singing, projecting to you Mm -hmm. every single day that he is. Yeah. Like so eager for you to hear. And I want you to hear it because every day I feel like so many of us are living in this weird belief Like I told Megan this, I was like, I feel like 
this is my I'm viewing Jesus as like this is my one whole takeaway Yeah, is Jesus is the dream of all dreams of love that I want. He is everything that I hope for in a man, right? Yeah. He is so romantic. He is obsessed with me. He wants to call me every single day. He is writing me letters. He's writing me poems. He's singing me songs. He's FaceTiming me. He's sending me flowers. Mm-hmm. He's buying me nice gifts. He's building a house for us on a hill for when we get married in three years. Like he's doing all this stuff, right? Yeah. He's being my dream man. And he does it every day. He shows up every day and I'm not answering the phone. I'm not answering the mm-hmm. door. I'm ignoring the letters. I'm not reading the letters that keep getting shoved under my door. Um, and I wake up and I'm just like, I can't believe he forgot about me every day. I can't believe he doesn't like me enough to give me what I ask for. He's not even listening to me. Mm. And I, I'm not even like, do you see the parallel? Like, yeah. It's yeah. like, no, Courtney, you're not even picking up the freaking phone. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. that's such a good image. You're not reading the letter. You're not going to the destination that he called you and asked to meet up at. Like, yeah. no, he hasn't forgotten about you. You forgot about him. You forgot about who you were created by. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Pity party over. <laughs> like, no more of that, you know, like it, yeah. it is, it is just this totally like who is made in the image of whom. Yeah. I have made him this careless, forgetful old man that lives upstairs and will get to me when he has a minute. Yeah. And actually he's the most passionate love I could ever imagine. Truly. And the reason why that doesn't penetrate right away is because we hear it all the time. Yeah. And Satan uses that. He uses the redundancy and he's like, yeah, you've already heard that. You know, he loves you, whatever, not as much as so-and-so over here who's thriving in everything that you've hoped for comparison once more, you know, like, yeah, it's like, that is the reality of who our Lord is. He is a jealous, passionate, zealous, gorgeous, perfect love. Yeah. Better than anything we could ever possibly fathom. And we believe the lie that he is understanding merciful and okay with our little mistakes all the time he is merciful okay guys i'm not saying he's not yeah but like content with our mediocrity more so i should say yeah and doesn't care that much because he's been doing the lord thing for like 2023 years so that's a lot you know (laughs) he's tired (laughs) like no (laughs) yeah 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 wow i feel like you just really said the lie that we all believe all the time just like perfectly and so we're able i feel like once you put words to those lies you can denounce them and it's a lot easier to live and believe in the truth so i'm really glad you just explicitly explained the lies that we probably all believe in our hearts yeah and i hope that like both for myself and for everyone listening that you don't take what I just said and say, yep, that's how I feel. Courtney put it into words. Moving on. Like, right. You might relate to what I said. And like, it is a generic lie that so many of us believe. Um, but I really do like, 
I want to continue to pray with this and go deeper with it. And I want you guys to continue to pray with it and figure out what stood out in your heart and chew on it. Because even when I was like reading through my little seek journal, yeah, I was like trying to pray before this podcast. And I was like, why don't I want to go there? Like, yeah. Why don't I want to dive into this? Why has prayer and mass actually been such a challenging thing for me to do after such an on fire, amazing experience that I had at Seek that was so reconvicting? Like, what's up? When I was on campus, I would go to Seek, come back, live like a saint. Simple equation. And yeah. now that's not happening. And if you're in that place of just looking for someone to tell you how you're feeling because so much is going on in your head that you don't even want to go there yourself, first of all, be gentle with yourself. Don't yeah. self-sabotage. And I'm very thankful that that has not been a situation for myself since being back at Seek. But I have been confused. I've been like, okay, why am I not jumping out of bed and cartwheeling my entire way to the chapel every morning? Like, <laughs> that's typically how this goes. What did, did I do something wrong? Like, is this because I didn't go to confession on adoration night? No, he's not a genie. Get that out of your yeah. head. Yeah. Like, I, I just like... Yeah, this week has been madness. This week has been madness. I slept for 15 hours when I got back from Seek. <laughs> I've been doing laundry for three days straight. I've tried to make it to Trader Joe's every single day. I hope <laughs> to go after recording this session, but I also have to work because I'm a young adult. Okay? Yeah. Like, yeah. there's so many things that are going on in life. And so, like, be gentle, but don't let, like, this gentle behavior of, like, I'm getting into it. I'm, I'm figuring it out. Don't let that just turn into, like, okay, and now I'm just going to continue to not pray and not go to Mass. That is yeah. not the mission statement here, sis. Like, find the time and do it because, yeah, can I make two hours a day for Netflix? Easy peasy, lemon <laughs> squeezy. Not mm -hmm. a problem. Yeah. But like, yeah, do I take the seven minutes to drive over to the chapel and pray for 30 minutes even? We're talking a round trip total of 45 minutes, maybe? Yeah. Like, no, I don't. Yeah. Even after something so impactful as this. So if you're yeah. in that position with me at all, persevere please. Yes. And figure yeah. out what Jesus is calling you to and figure out specifically the lie that you're believing and bring that to light and squash Satan in the face and proceed gently with Our Lady and Jesus in prayer. Um, because I'm very convicted that like the reason why I'm not wanting to go into what I learned is because it's probably quite a lot. <laughs> and <laughs> Jesus has much more to unpack with me. Um, and he wants to do it lovingly, which is yep. in the chapel with yeah. him in the flesh, not on my closet floor, listening to Hillsong United and drinking water out of my Stanley Tumblr. You know, mm -hmm. he meets us wherever we are, but like he yes. knows that that's what I need. I need to go to the chapel and sit with him and chew on this very slowly so that I don't choke and freak out and run away, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So those are my little words of encouragement. I hope that that's helpful for anyone that might be in a similar position of, yeah wanting to be more zealous than they are right now. Yeah. Well said. So. Mm -hmm. Well, this was Groovy. a heavy hitter of a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> She's a little long too. Sorry. Yeah. Hope you got to stretch your legs in the middle of this. I didn't give you an intermission. <laughs> How rude. Um, but yeah, I just want to thank you guys again for all of your support and just like really the reconviction that I have after seek of like how much I am called to live in this mission of this podcast right now. Um, and I just ask that you guys pray for it, share it, tell a friend about it, send it to whoever, I don't know, send it yeah. to everybody. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just really spend time with Jesus this week, please. 
at least go see him once for me. All right. And tell him, hey, for me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. So I think that's all. Yeah, I think so. I think too. that's everything, I think Megan. That was great. I think we've dipped our toes in all the ponds. We did so. every single one. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So thanks for coming. I'll see you next week. <laughs> see you next time. Bye, Bye y'all.